Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that if any portion of this show is pre-recorded, I'd still be sleeping. I'm not going to lie to you. It is, it is early, but you know that. Are we on TV today? You should have told me I would have dressed better. How you doing? Uh, welcome into the Dan and Amy show. My name is Ray Stevens, Ramblin' Ray. You can find me on all the socials at Ramblin' Ray on Twitter, that dreaded TikTok, which I just found out, by the way, that if you uh, work for the government, um, there will be no TikTok on any of your federally doled out devices. So if you've got the iPhone, if you've got a Samsung uh, smartphone, if you got the iPad, whatever, you can't have TikTok on that. And I swear the only reason is, is because the government can't control TikTok, so they don't want anything to do with it. Twitter, Facebook, they can control that. They'll leave that alone. But ah, TikTok, forget about it. And that's good, because if you think that you're wasting time on social media now, once you start getting into TikTok, you'll just watch it over and over and over again. It's incessantly crazy. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. But I swear the, uh, the, the, uh, the Chinese are coming after you if you download it to your phone, so, so be careful with that. Um, it is going to be warmer today. My goodness, I stepped out to the vehicle this morning, and uh, I've almost got the driver's side window of my car cleared off for some reason. And I know what happened here. I drive a Ford uh, F-150, and I took it in for service, and they topped off the, the bug spray, the bug juice, the, uh, the windshield solvent with the cheap stuff that freezes as soon as it gets below 32 degrees. And for some reason, the passenger side works fine. The passenger side is thought out. So if you're sitting in the passenger side of my truck, you can see fantastic. But if you're in the driver's side, right in that line of sight where you need to see to be able to get where you're going, that's where you can't see. So I'm driving with the gangster lean way over in the passenger seat. But I got a feeling by the time I leave the morning answer today, it'll be thought out. And I'll be able to see from my way home, which is a nice advantage when you're driving the super speedways of Chicago. I'm going to drive home with my hand on the uh, windshield wiper button the whole way just to drain that bottle so I can put the good stuff in there so it doesn't freeze. But we're talking 40s today, maybe 50s in rain tomorrow. You think about that in contrast with what we've had. And, uh, man, that's like, uh, that's like spring break. One of the news stories you'll see all over the news, and I don't know why this garners so much attention, but there is a... There's a small Scandinavian shop somewhere up in the Gills Rock area of the Wisconsin, what is that, the Door County. That the, the, They've got this little gift shop. You know how it is. You go to Door County, you shop for your wine and your apples. Um, you go up there because the, the girlfriend or the wife wants to go there. You just want to go fishing, but she wants to go sightseeing. She wants to buy candles. They're paraben-free and good for her. You got to go because she wants to go. Well, there's this little house up there, and it's right on the lake. And why you would build a house right on Lake Michigan up there, I have no idea. But when this uh, storm, Elliot or Ezekiel or whatever the hell the name of the storm was, came through, the uh, the waves were pounding off the lake, and it was misting onto this little gift shop. 
and his house is covered in ice. It just kept covering and covering and covering. They, this house is covered in over a foot of ice. They think it's going to fall down because the structure probably just can't take it. So if, you, uh, if you're going to Door County this weekend with your wife or your girlfriend and she wants to go candle shopping, there's a good chance you won't have to go to that place because they can't get in the door because it's just frozen shut. But that's, that's the good part of travel. You see, you're in control if you go to Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, anywhere around here. You know, you're in control. But if you are flying on Southwest Airlines, God bless you, and may he keep you. Because it just got worse and worse and worse yesterday. You, you thought, okay, well, this storm's kind of pushed through. Buffalo had four feet of snow. I mean, tough sledding out there in Buffalo. There's been a lot of deaths. It's been rough for those folks out there on the eastern uh, seaboard. But uh, the Southwest flights, now we're finding out, maybe it wasn't just due to weather. It's understaffing. It's The pilots are calling out Southwest saying, we've got a software system that mimics HAL 2000. It's bad. It's amazing we can even get our planes off the ground. That's their words, not mine. I always had good experiences flying with Southwest, but that didn't necessarily work out for the Grasnick family. Grasnick family out of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Hey, they were on their uh, dream honeymoon. It started in Wauwatosa. You know, I always thought that if I was going to have a dream honeymoon, it would have to start in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, home of the Club Tap, one of the best little bars you'll find in Wisconsin. Not going to tell you how I know that, but if you've got a Harley Davidson, ride it up to the Club Tap, have a little fun. But I digress. Marcus and Allison uh, Grasnick were gearing up for their dream honeymoon cruise when they say the issues with Southwest Airlines, well, they just began. And they, they don't know how they're going to replace these memories, these feelings. It was there. See, they're both teachers in Wauwatosa, probably teaching metal shop there in Wauwatosa, hated the kids, or maybe farm class. But... Um, they went on their uh, Southwest trip, and it didn't work out so well. This is the only break we have in common, so we can't even go a different time and, and make it up. Yeah. Because this is the only one, this is the one shot we had. You know, I'm worried about their relationship because it's a new relationship, and now this is the only break that they have in common. I hope you kids can work to find a common goal so you have more things in common. But what it is is they're teachers, you see, so they've got to go on this break. They fly out of uh, Milwaukee. They head to Nashville because that's where a lot of the connecting flights for Southwest go. They head to Nashville, and it's still, it just gets worse and worse and worser. It's time, and you can't give that time back. And you can give our $4,000 yeah. of a cruise that we spent. <laughs> you, you could do that. That's... But right, but the, the memories that we were going to make with each other and with our friends, like that's... That's not something that you can put a, a price tag on. You know what? Maybe this is a lesson to you two kids that marriage and life isn't going to always be a free sale. And just think, if you went on the cruise and everything went well and swimmingly, you'd forget about that in three years. This is a story you're going to have for the rest of your life. We were stuck in Nashville for a day. And, you know, being stuck in Nashville is not so bad. You got the, uh, you're at B&A Airport. They've got the Tootsie's Lounge right there. You can go listen to bad country music and drink overpriced beer. You could spend days there and be fine. Get yourself a little uh, guitar ornament for the Christmas tree, a bad cowboy hat, fly back to Wauwatosa. You've got memories that last a lifetime. Stories like this all over the place. 24 hours later, they flew back on a different airline, made it home without their belongings. No clue when they might be able to take that long-awaited vacation again. Oh, and we're not going to be able to make the memories. You know, it does 
it does suck because you, you spend a lot of money, and I don't know how, how that works. I mean, Southwest can't even get people's luggage back. How are they going to take the Grassnicks and somehow refund them their travel fees for their, for their cruise? And this is a Wisconsin couple. So when they go to the buffet, I mean, here, I'm here to tell you, that's like a $100 sit each time. These Wisconsin people, when they go on a cruise, there's no way the cruise line is making any money. I'm just telling you. But it's not fun and it's not funny. I just make light of it. Because what are you going to do? I have a friend that I worked in radio sales. Well, she was in sales. I can't actually believe I had a friend that worked in radio sales because they're they're the devil. But uh, uh, she was stuck in Denver with her two eight-year-old twins and her husband. They were at Denver International. I think it's still called Stapleton. Denver Airport is in the middle of nowhere. It's almost in Nebraska. That's how in the middle of nowhere it is. She was stuck in the airport with her kids for two days trying to get back home to Chicago. And uh, they ended up having to fly home on a different airline, $500 a ticket. So that cost them an extra two grand. There are people that are Uber drivers that were called to Midway and O'Hare Airport yesterday, and they're driving people all over the country just to get them home. Um, So... I saw online, and I just thought this was fascinating yesterday. I saw online that there was a, there was a guy from Chicago, and I saw this on my friend Jordan Kagan's Facebook. His dad used him and his dad used to own smart jewelers in uh, in Lincolnshire. He was looking for anybody that needed a ride back from Oklahoma City because he had an, an Uber ride from O'Hare and Ubered somebody all the way to Oklahoma. Now, what kind of tip do you have to leave on that? I swear if it was me, I probably would have just gone and bought a car somewhere. I'll buy a car, then I'll take it back on that three-day lemon law. But, man, good luck to you if you are uh, traveling in and around the area. It's going to get better, just probably not for Southwest. And here's where the politics is involved. And, and we've got our best guy on it, Mayor Pete. You know, he ran Gary. And if you can run Gary, you can, you can solve the transportation issues of the country. And um, tomorrow we're going to talk with an aviation expert. He's one of the experts that uh, joins the uh, Dan and Amy show from time to time. And uh, we'll talk to him about the $7.2 billion with a B dollars that Southwest Airlines has been given in the last two years. I'm sure there's COVID money and there's, you know, all sorts of, you know, TIF money and government money that have been given to Southwest Airlines. $7.2 billion with a B, and they can't get it right. But Pete Buttigieg is on it. And the Biden administration is on it. We've got our best guys on it. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Everything is going to be fine. Get to the bottom of it. But when you start talking about $7.2 billion of your and my money, you better make sure that the Grassnicks get on that cruise. And they better get to that buffet. Because you don't want to be in Wauwatosa this time of year. Because if you think it's cold here, you see how cold it is up in Wauwatosa. Hey, in the shadows of the Harley-Davidson plant. If you'd like to text this morning, we will read your text line. We will read your text messages. 64636, that's our text line. Text message DA, and then the body of the text is 64636. Our phone number, 312-642-5600. Coming up next, um, if you'd like to call, and if you've ever been pregnant, and I know if you're a man, you can be pregnant, you can call. We know that. This is how we roll nowadays. I might be pregnant, or it could be last night's pasta. I'm not sure. I have a story about what you never, ever, 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 ever do to a pregnant woman 
and think that you can somehow get away with it. And I want to know what you think the punishment for this guy should be. That's coming up next on Chicago's Morning Answer. It's Ramblin' Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. 525 on WIND. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Gonna get to the hook here in a second. Oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, what a lovely way. Song always just freaked me out and creeped me out. Having my baby. Let's go to Joliet, Illinois this morning. Hi to you down there. Jean-Claude Novak is a 27-year-old Crest Hill guy, a man, if you will, who, uh, who's, who's got a little bit of an issue. Um, I, I remember when my former soulmate, Jean, a beautiful girl, was pregnant and, and people would want to touch her belly and I'd be like, are you stupid? You touch her one more time, you're going to pull back a bloody limb. What's wrong with you? Back to a John Claude Novak, 27-year-old Crest Hill man who experiences pleasure according to uh, Jimmy Glasgow and Will County prosecutors, by touching the stomach of pregnant women, he now faces felony charges according to the criminal complaint. Now, here's the problem with the Illinois justice system. On uh, June 25th, let's take you back to 2015, another woman was having my baby. And uh, he pleaded guilty to the crime of disorderly conduct and was given two years of court supervision by a Will County judge. And he had to pay $425 in court fines, judge ordered Novak then 20, no future contact with that woman. Don't you touch her belly, leave her alone, and get yourself some psychological evaluations. It didn't work. He's back to touching pregnant women's bellies. I think the proper adjudication for this man would be to put him alone with the uh, husband for a little bit and let, uh, let that take its course. What a sick dude, man. We live in weird times. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. 
The Answer. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, Equal housing lender. Signature Bank. El Paso City. By the Rio Grande. Oh, if you've ever been there, it's absolutely breathtaking. The cowboy lived and rode away, but love was strong. He couldn't stay. He rode back just to die in that El Paso City. There's some problems, though, lately around El Paso City. I love Marty Robbins. Reminds me of my dad making me listen to that when I was a little kid. We'd be driving from job to job, costing out sheet metal jobs in and around Chicagoland area, and him listening to that horrible country music. Title 42, uh, the uh, Supreme Court says, you know, we, we, we seem to have some problems at the border. Um, we're going to leave it in place right now, uh, because not because it's actually a, a good law, not because actually the... Folks that govern our country are taking an oath to promote the Constitution and our borders and our security, not because it's supposed to be that way, but because there's just a slight problem with some folks coming over El Paso City and the Rio Grande, which is cold. I mean, it's been cold. You know, you, you, you know I don't understand how we can let this happen in the name of people looking for a better life, they're not illegals anymore. They're migrants. you got to call it by the right thing or you get in trouble. Um, but it's it's amazing. Who's winning here? You know, people do cross the border. If they get through, they get put on a bus. They end up at Kamala Harris's house for Christmas Eve. Nobody wants to go there. Talk about drawing the show. You, you walk all the way from wherever you're coming from, Costa Rica, Central America, Iran, up through the Mexican border, if you're to believe all the MS-13, bad people are coming through the border. And then and then instead of going somewhere like, I don't know, San Francisco where it's a little warmer, L.A., you get shipped over to Kamala's house. You get a bad pantsuit and no gifts for Christmas. Welcome to America. This is what I came for? This? Get me on a bus and send me back. But who wins? Who wins at this? And, and it, it, it certainly is seems inhumane no matter how you crack it and if you if, if you come here you, you what do you do what do you do for work where do you stay you're thrown into a situation and i guess you're ready for it you just walked all those miles i get it but i keep coming back to what about and i know this is bad this see this is where i get misunderstood certainly not by this audience by but by my girlfriend's friends at parties not my girlfriend she wouldn't be my girlfriend if she thought like that. She gets it. But, well, they need somewhere to go. Well, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. 
Maybe do it the right way. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, don't jump the line. We have uh, rules, we have regulations, we have laws, we have borders. They're supposed to work. They're not. Yet we have all these Americans that are struggling, too. But you see, that doesn't matter anymore because that's not the right thing to do. And that's not how you pander for votes. So bring everybody in. We're going to put them at a, uh, at a tent city that we're building in El Paso that is the size of two NFL football fields. These tents are absolutely amazing and huge, and they've been sending all sorts of supplies uh, to the border to try to get ready for this uh, for the, the people. I, I mean, the encounters that we have at the border right now are unbelievable. The amount of people, I believe last week alone, was uh, that, that made it through were in the hundreds of thousands range. I mean, a lot of people coming through. How do you, how do you pay for it? How do you do it? I'll tell you how you pay for it. Your taxes, my taxes, they're going up. And, and, and I'm, I'm all about people who want to come here better their life. You know, it's such a bad country, though. If you, listen to, if you listen to people like AOC tell us how bad our country is, why is everybody trying to get here? You know, are they trying to get here because they want to better their life? Or they want, do they want to get here because they want to take it over? I don't know. But I want to take you to Arizona right now. Arizona's constructed a border wall, and this is, to me, amazing. And they could have gone a little bit higher on this. Outgoing Governor Doug Ducey has agreed to dismantle his makeshift border wall that triggered a lawsuit by the federal government. See, see because, you know, Biden and that administration, and, and again, here's a guy I don't believe has been to the border I know he's out of the country right now. He's been to the border of St. Croix. I believe that's where he's vacationing with uh, Hunter. Um, I think he told Hunter to leave the laptop and the tablets at home. Hunter, please, no pictures here. Although the guy seems like a blast to party with. You might not remember that, that party or that week or that weekend, but God help you. But what they've done on the uh, southern border in Arizona, and I miss this because if I'm not doing this kind of radio I, I, I'm not paying attention to, to Fox News, and I'm not watching everything like I should because if I'm not getting paid, it's going to drive you crazy. If you try to keep up with the news cycle, if you try to keep everything in check and watch this day after day after day, it really it really will it'll drag you down. I, I missed where they took these containers. These are the big shipping containers you see on the trains pounding through your neighborhood. Um, they took uh, the, all these shipping containers and they uh, constructed shipping walls uh, on federal land along the U.S.-Mexico border in the Coronado National Forest. That's near, I believe it's Hereford, Arizona. South, south, south Arizona. Obviously, it's the border. But um, there was some consternation, if you will, with environmentalists because they didn't like. I, I just don't think they liked the way the border wall looked. Because it's not pretty. It's not like when you call, uh, you know, your local fence company and they put it up and it looks all nice. This is this is a different colors. It's tall. It's some of these uh, shipping containers are different sizes. But man, what an idea! Why didn't nobody else think of this? I would have gone maybe one or two higher. We'll put this story up at WIND. Uh, we'll put it up at our website. But on Wednesday, with the Biden administration, Ducey said he'd stop installing the shipping containers on federal land um, just to go along to get along. And he's outgoing anyway. But, you know, 
I believe, and, and we have a problem with suicides with law enforcement anyway. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on this morning. It's uh, 7.05, I believe, is when I have him scheduled. Yeah, 7.05. Anthony Napolitano, I like to call him Naps. We're going to talk about the amount of suicides that have crept into the Chicago Police Department and all law enforcement agencies, and it's now hit the border. I believe that there's been 18 suicides within Border Patrol agencies um, between Texas and Arizona uh, this year alone, which is an incredible spike, uh, because these these men and women are, are trying to do a job. They don't have the resources to do it. They're seeing things they don't want to see. They're seeing men and women and kids struggle, and nobody wants to see that. And 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 how do we deal with with this? And and where's Mexico and all this? How come nobody else is held accountable? Why is it just up to the United States of America to be the world's care caretaker? I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. And and I don't know what the end game is here. If you come to this country and you want to work and you do it the right way, man, I'm all for it. There there's a guy that works at a at a restaurant. I sound like Joe Biden right now. There's a man. Let me tell you about a man that works at a restaurant. But I, I have this little restaurant I go to. It's part of the Mel, Melman uh, Restaurant Group, and it's uh it's in the Oak Brook Shopping Mall. It's a little Italian place, and um, I go there. And this this guy's name is Adon, and he makes my experience at this restaurant. Unbelievable, just by the pure demeanor of who he is. So I've made friends with Adon, and so is my my girl Gina. And when we go to this restaurant, this is the only guy we go to. It took him 12 years, and I understand that's a long time. We do have an issue with the process of becoming a, a legal United States citizen. We need to streamline that. But we certainly can't work on that when we're working on the border with what we're working on right now. But I I go back to Adon. 12 years to become a legal United States citizen. Hardworking man who has a, has a beautiful wife. He's got kids. He's got a family. He decided when COVID hit the restaurant business, um, you know, went to crap. So he started woodworking, started building custom shelves, cabinets, you know, uh, bed posts, things like that. You know, out of, you know, with his two hands, which is something, you know, Nary any of our kids can do anymore is actually put something together and work something out of nothing and then sit there at the end of the day and go, wow, man, that's something tangible that I built. So now he's doing that, but he's still working his restaurant gig. He's one of the hardest working, nicest men I've ever met in my life. He did it the right way. And, and you know, those are the people that really get devastated and hurt by what's going on on our U.S. border because they did it the right way and, and, and they don't like what's going on. And I want to tell you right now, don't. Don't think that the United States can survive without the uh, workforce that comes here from our southern border. Because if you do, you haven't been to a restaurant lately. We have nobody that works the service industry anymore. Nobody wants to work. So there has to be something that we can do here. But for now, as I said at the uh, beginning of this rant, Title 42 stays in place, and that's a good thing. And, and, and it's the, the, of course, you know, if you're watching CNN, it's the, uh, it's the Trump era it's the Trump era, uh, Title 40. Well, who cares? It works. Wait till we get to Title 41. Do you know what Title 41 is? Title 41. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but if you head to Wisconsin on any of the interstates, you see they've got these big gates that come down. What happens there is that's when Title 41 goes into effect. Title 41 is in case the Bears ever beat the Packers, they shut down the border between Wisconsin and Illinois, and you can't get through. And let me tell you something right there. When the Bears beat the Packers, if it ever happens, that's when you see problems, and that's when you see law enforcement be able to hold 
a border. Because if you think it's bad between the southern border and the United States, just look what we do to people in Illinois and Wisconsin. <laughs> That's Title 41. My name's Ray Stevens. In for Dan and Amy, it's 548. This is WIND, Chicago's Morning Answer. Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560 The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today. You want to text, go ahead and do so. Just text DA64636, then DA in the body of the text. We'll get it here. Want to say hi to uh, Bob. He says, hey, Ray, good to hear you. Another good show. Don't forget that uh, storm in Buffalo caused by uh, climate change. Here's the thing. Um, I I personally do believe in climate change. I, I don't think it's caused by us, though. I think we're on the spinning rock, and, it, you know, it's amazing to me that, that we put all of this hubris into the short time we've been here and industrialized that we're the ones ruining the earth. I think the other day, uh, I forget, somebody was telling a story. I was at a Christmas party. Somebody's telling a story. Oh, my God, you're not going to believe it. But the, the polar ice caps have melted so much that they found um, a old town that was there years and years and years ago. And, and they found the tools and remains of bodies and everything else. And I thought to myself, how did they get there? See, there was life there before. Then it froze over. I think climate change is a thing that's been going on for quite a while. But then I'm standing next to one of my friends uh, who's a scientist, and he gets going. And then I just walk back over to the uh, to the punch bowl, grab a little Tito's, and then I go uh, talk and commiserate with the ladies because I don't want to deal with it. Um, South Bend, Ray, it's not Gary. Pete Buttigieg is from South Bend. Get it right. Thank you for that, by the way. A 630 texter correcting me this morning. Again, like I said, I've got to give a little error to myself for taking the wrong NyQuil. I took the stuff that kept me up all night long. And then my dog's having some kind of an issue. And my girl, she just can't go to bed when the dog's having a problem. The dog will take care of itself. There's something wrong with the dog. She said, take the dog out. And I'm like, no, I should be sleeping. You should take the dog out. But my hair is wet, and I don't want to get a cold. And I'm like, well, I, I already have a cold. Now you can tell why I've got a former soulmate. Uh, despite protests, the Damon silos have been sold to the state of Illinois to a controversial buyer. I, I get a kick out of stories like this. Do you know where the Damon silos are? Um, south side of Chicago, they're, they're iconic, really. I mean, they're littered with graffiti right now, but they're state-owned. 23 acres of a riverfront industrial land, which is really on a nice piece of property. I mean, when you see the way that we've reconstructed and reworked the Chicago River, I mean, really, limitless and endless possibilities to what we can do with what we have around us. Remember old man Daly used to say, one of these days you're going to be fishing on that river, and he wasn't wrong. They have bass tournaments out there right now. You know, you can go out there in your in your uh, Ranger, your Recon, put on your uh, Helix graphics with that down uh, imaging, and you can see bodies and bass. Some good fishing on the river. The uh, buyer of this uh, property is Michael Tayden Jr. He and his family were announced last month as the high b- uh, bidder. These are the guys that are going to take the land and develop. Now, I guess they own a asphalt and concrete company, so I would imagine that maybe they're going to be recycling some of that there on the site, and I don't think it's necessarily what... Maybe the people down in that 25th Ward, especially Byron Lopez, wanted to see happen with this property. But here's the thing. After this uh, Tadden guy and his family were announced as high bidder, 
the community environmental groups, everybody got together and they talked to the governor and said, you got to reconsider the sale. Then they go to Mayor Lori Lightfoot and they say, you know what, you got to get involved here because we don't want to sell it to this to this person. But you see, here's the thing. This person, this Taden family, they're the high bidder at uh, $6.1 million. I think the uh, closest next bidder was uh, Anthony Morano and the uh, produce company. Talk about a guy that rolls around Chicago in some nice-looking trucks, man. That Anthony Morano gets it done. So they were $2 million off, you know, from, from Anthony Morano to this to this Taden group. That's a lot of money. And here's what I don't understand. And, and you see this happen in neighborhoods after neighborhood after neighborhood. It happened in my little neighborhood out in the western suburbs not long ago. They were going to put in a fulfillment center, I guess. I mean, you see these things all over the place. And God knows they are unsightly. They go on for miles and miles. They're big and they're ugly. But, you know, the thing is, is, is if I want to tell somebody to what they can do with their land, I think that means I have to buy it. It's their land. They bought it. I get that there's zoning. I get that we want to keep communities nice. We want everything to be nice, and and that's how we we do things. You certainly don't want to put in, in you know something that's fire, environmentally hazardous next to a school or next to a neighborhood. You don't want that anyway. Sometimes it happens, but I I think that with the EPA regulations, even though people are a little nefarious and you can do things below board, by and large, most things these days with OSHA and everything else, it's, it's run pretty tight. We just had an issue like this in the city, too, with that, uh, with that old, uh, um, well, I guess it was a recycling facility. You know, if you want to tell somebody what to do with the land, buy it, and then you do what you want with it. Although I will tell you, these silos, which are very cool, would have made a pretty cool water park. Or, or, or one of those, uh, one of those uh, I-fly zones where, you, you, you know, you, you put the fan in the bottom and you, you percent, pretend you're parachuting. But if you want to tell people what to do with their property, you ought better buy it yourself because it's not up to you. And if it fits within the zoning and it's money and it's a tax base income for the city, you got nothing to say about it. Maybe we can reach out to uh, Byron Lopez and talk to him about this tomorrow and see what his concerns are. Because I'd like to know. It would seem to me you're getting some money back into your community, although in the city of Chicago, (laughs) you know that's going right into somebody's pockets. And that's the way that goes. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560. The Answer. Welcome into a Wednesday. You have W-I-N-D. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. I believe they're going to be back sometime in the next three weeks. Um, Dan is chasing Paige Sporanic on a uh, golf course somewhere. Amy on a ski hill out in Utah yelling at anybody wearing a mask. Take that off. I know it's cold. Doesn't matter. I'm uh, I'm happy to fill in. Uh, the, the, the guy that runs this place... His name is Marcus Brown, and I don't do this very often because I'm not a big fan of program directors. Because if if you get into radio, you want to be on the air. You don't want to you don't want to be the guy that runs the nuts and bolts and be the guy that tells everybody how to do the job you don't know how to do. That's most program directors. This Marcus Brown guy is a, is a good man. I was uh, I was on a small trip in Nashville before the holidays, and uh, you know 
impending in, in doom, uh, winter storm Elliot bearing down on the nation and bringing one to two inches of heavy, deep snow to Chicago. And obviously the, the world was going nuts. People are saying that it's the end of the world. You just stay home. Um, and, and Marcus is like, if you want, we'll bring a broadcast facility to your house. That way you don't have to come and, and drive in. And I'm like, well, I got this. You know, I'm like Canyon Man. I got this big four-wheel drive. I can drive over down trees. I can, you know, I can get here. Don't worry. But it was the first time in my radio career, which has been long, where anybody ever cared enough to offer that. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty solid. No other radio station's ever done that for me before. So uh, kudos to, to, to Marcus Brown, who, uh, who runs this place. I, I like the guy. As a response to a, a federal order by the uh, Department of Defense, West Point, West Point is starting to remove all Confederate statues and portraits from its campus. Superintendent Lieutenant General Steve Gilliland broke the news and stated, and this is where I like it, it's kind of like what they did to, uh, to, uh, to the uh, uh, Miggs Field. You know, we're going to go in and we're going to tear out Miggs Field in the middle of the night when nobody's there and nobody can see it. And, and God forbid you should try landing. We're just going to take all the excavators and put some flags down and X out the runways and tell you not to land here. But we're going to do it when nobody's around to question it. Lieutenant General Steve Gilliland said, we're going to do it uh, here during holiday week when nobody's around. And I know that the Army's always there. West Point's always there 24-7. I get it. But uh, it's one of the most notable notable Confederate portraits that will be removed uh, is uh, General Robert E. Lee's. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Most people only know Robert E. Lee as the general of the Confederate Army. But before that... And before choosing to side with the Confederacy, he served 32 years in the U.S. military proudly. Started off his military career by being the top graduate at West Point and made a name for himself during the Mexican-American War, where at one point he even worked side-by-side with Grant. See, I worry about this kind of stuff. It's history. It happened. Taking down a statue or taking down a picture doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen, and it's not going to make anything better. I, I, you know, I, I just, I just don't know how we uh, how we teach history anymore. What we teach our kids in school, and if you don't know what they're teaching your kid in school, you better get involved. You better go to a, you better go to all your parent uh, t- teacher conferences, and you need to go to the school board meetings as well, because it's uh, it's interesting the way that uh, that we work these days. The way everything is all about being woke and how we need to. Make sure that uh, that we do everything, uh, you know, so nobody's feelings get hurt. It's just absolutely amazing. Story out of Chicago yesterday. Little girl is walking her dog. She's a 15-year-old girl. Now, they don't give the young lady's name because she's a minor. Now, if she stole a car, maybe carjacked, maybe shot somebody, which is most 14- and 15-year-old kids are doing in Chicago these days, maybe then they release the name. But she's walking her family dog. BB. And this hits home to me because I have a Chihuahua mix. It's a rescue. I said yesterday, and I'll talk about it more. I get all my dogs at Paws Chicago. I'm a big guy with the rescue shelters. No matter what shelter you're working with in Chicago, find yourself a rescue dog because they're just awesome. Little girl's walking the dog. It's a Chihuahua. Now, you got to understand, when it gets this cold, all Chihuahuas do is shiver. They've got no, they've got no fur. You should have a coat on them. You should have little booties on their feet. You got to take care of these little animals. 
I don't necessarily think we need safe spaces for kids, but I wholeheartedly believe that we need coats for dogs. <laughs> Little girl's walking her dog. She's in the uh, 6400 block of West Irving Park Road. Lunatic woman named uh, Jeanette Olivia jumps out. She's 61 years old. She obviously looks trouble. She's got some issues. I shouldn't call her a lunatic. That's not nice, but there's obviously something wrong with her. See, there I go. There I go being unsensitive again. So this woman that has some serious mental health issues attacks the 15-year-old girl and then stabs, stabs the 13-year-old dog multiple times. Now, they got the woman. She's in custody. And I'm trying to see if we can't talk to this family today because the dog's in bad shape. It, uh, the family's uh, asking if if you can. Um, let me go over here and pull this up a little bit. Um, just bear with me. The only guy in this studio. The family's asking for help in getting this dog patched up. It's at a local shelter. We'll get this story up at WIND.com. Put it out on the social medias as well. Um and see if we can't help this this little pooch. But the, the 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 beauty in this story is, so here's a woman that attacks this young lady. This 15-year-old is trained in self-defense, and this is what you have to do, Chicago. One, you keep your head on a swivel. Take the earbuds out of your ears, put the phone down when you're walking, and pay attention to your surroundings. This little girl's just not walking a dog. She gets attacked. She got this woman who had a knife on the ground, she gets her on the ground, probably had a good arm bar on her, and then just starts beating the hell out of her. You've got to be able to protect yourself no matter where you are. Um, her father, I guess, teaches self-defense, and it could have been a lot worse than what it is. But uh, this little girl at 15 years old knew what to do in that situation. Would you? You know, most people don't know. But uh, um, the uh, the uh, 13-year-old Chihuahua and these little Chihuahuas, they live forever, man. They've got an attitude, too. They, they don't take any crap. My chihuahua has saved my life 16 times. Probably more than that. I don't even know about him. But uh, we'll try to get some details on this developing story and see, you know, if you got a, a dollar or two to, to, you know, as a community, if, if, if you just all chip in and help a little bit, it goes a long, long way. But uh, one, I love working with rescue shelters. PawChicago.org is where I go. You log on to that website, you can find my dogs, too. Ty, the dog, it's, it's Hutchie, the dog I love so much, and Tyrone, the coolest dog I own. But um, that story, stories like that just bug me. But be ready. Never, never, uh, you know, always always be ready. Be prepared. I, I, I mean, it's, it's a hard story, but, uh, but you, you know, if you're ready for what the world is going to throw at you, you're going to be okay. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. You can text us this morning. You can do it any morning, 64636. Our phone number, 312-642-5600. Coming up this morning, 638, I'm going to introduce you to a guy that is an amazing human being. He reached out to me and asked me if I would be and hold a bigger role within the street pastors of Chicago. Now, I do not identify as a pastor. But I like to do good in the hood, as they say. And uh, I've helped uh, Pastor Donovan Price time and time again with uh, operations in his neighborhood. The the last thing we did together was a trunk-or-treat, which was a trick-or-treat event for kids in the inner city, one of the hardest-hit areas areas that they're 
There is. I helped him raise candy. Uh, this guy, what he does is he goes to the scene of every crime, really almost every homicide in Chicago. And I want you to think about that for a second. That's a lot of work. And from the time somebody's shot to the time they go to the hospital to the time you see the crying mom and dad, from the time uh, maybe if it's an unfortunate incident and somebody goes to the hospital and dies, he is there from the time they shoot the, the person to the time the person goes into the ground. He offers an unbelievable offering of compassion and, uh, and scripture and hope to families that really have none in some of the hardest hits area, hardest hit areas of our city. We're going to talk to him uh, this morning because the interesting thing about Donovan is, Pastor Donovan, is he asks for accountability. He doesn't, uh, he's not one of these pastors that, that thinks that, uh, you know, that everything is somebody else's fault and, and he looks for accountability and he's honest. And you're going to love this guy. 638, we talked to him. Uh, I, I, before we went to the break, I said, well, I'm going to tell you about some uh, recruits into the uh, U.S. military. This uh, includes the Air Force. This includes the uh, Navy, the Marines, Army, Coast Guard. Um, it's been hard to get people in to the service. So in the last week, over 742 recruits have now been sworn in to their duty in any of the branches I just mentioned with ADHD. Um, it's been really hard for people that have had any kind of attention issues to uh, get into the uh, to the uh, U.S. military. But uh, now they're making it easier, and, and there's two reasons. One, the Americans with Disabilities Act, which this does fall under, um, have said, hey, you, you, you've got to let these people serve. They want to serve. Obviously, you can, you can do what you need to do to help people's attention span. Um, man, if I would have known about this when I was a kid in, in, in school, I might have turned out to be something. But... Um, this week, that is the news, the news that more and more kids uh, that are enlisting with ADHD will be allowed into uh, into the service. And here's the thing, man. If you want to serve our country, God bless you and keep you, and I appreciate your service and thank you for your service. And I imagine that, uh, you know, in boot camp, when they learn their orders and they learn the routine and they learn everything they have to learn about being in the service, it'll be something like, sir, yes, what did you say? Oh, sir, yes, sir. I haven't been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. I think we all have something. You know, everybody's got something these days, right? Trump tax returns is going to be uh, released by the Congressional Committee. That's coming. Former president's tax returns expected to be uh, released by the House Ways and Means Committee on Friday. And you know what they're going to do there, friends? They're going to say, look at how much money Donald Trump didn't pay. And then Donald Trump's going to come back and say, look at how much money Joe Biden didn't pay. It's just a big game between billionaires. We'll find out what happens there on Friday. It's 621. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy on WIND, Chicago's Morning Answer. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560, The Answer. Now we're at that time of year when we're talking about the biggest news stories of 2022. Of course, if you're talking about celebrities, without a doubt, the biggest news story of the year has to be Will Smith at the Oscars and the slap heard around the world. But Illinois-wise, the biggest news stories in Illinois are COVID, year three of COVID, the uh, the elections 
of course, uh, in this state, uh, you know, it's always going to be crazy, crazy blue, and that's what happened. Um, that mass shooting at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, right up there at the top of the list. Of course, it should be. The fall of Mike Madigan, one of the biggest news stories in Illinois of 2022. Of course, uh, another one of the big news stories, and, and this is one I hope happens, and I am a Chicago guy. I've been born and raised here, lived in the suburbs most of my life, lived in Chicago when I was in my 20s because that's what I needed to do and that's where I needed to be. Another one of the uh, the big stories, and, and this is this is even coming from a guy that loves the Bears and the outside uh, football weather and blah, 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 Arlington Heights Bears. Um, the news of the Bears uh, expanding to uh, Arlington Heights, one of the biggest uh, uh, stories in Illinois. Yet to see how that's all going to play out, but, man, I hope it happens. That soldier field needs to be put back to the way it was with those beautiful colonnades and, and, and just a – a place to uh, show respect to the men and women that served our our nation. Another one of the big stories, settlements uh, that have been paid out. Um, and when I talk about settlements, I'm not talking about crime settlements like in the city of Chicago, but Facebook, social media settlements. You know, some people received up to four, five hundred, six hundred bucks from social media um, when uh, when photos and Google photos were used and 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 used without your permission. And you got a check back. I never got one. I have to look into that. The other big news, raising infl- uh, uh, rising inflation, spiking gas prices, um, baby formula shortage, big Illinois story. We're also going to have a story com- coming up today. Maybe you haven't heard about this. And the Biden White House really hasn't spoke to this yet. But we have a medicine shortage as far as Tylenol and some really essential meds that aren't out there. And nobody's talking about this. Illinois Capitol rioters arrested. Didn't they? How did they open those Columbus doors? That's what I want to know. How did those big doors get breached? But the number one story in Illinois this year and around Chicago, drag queen controversies. And this just amazes me. And I remember the big one at the end of the year was the drag show they were trying to put together at the Downers Grove Library. What what in the hell is a family-friendly drag show? And why do my kids need to see it? I, I remember as a, as a young man, and I have, I've, I've talked about this before, you know, I hung out with some interesting people by the way of my dad's construction company and how I was raised and the jobs I was on and some of the things we did. Um, you know, we'd go to a fashion show from time to time. I was a kid. I probably shouldn't have been at that place, but that's one of those things you don't talk about. You just kind of go. You're not supposed to tell people. You just do it. You don't do it with your your folks necessarily knowing, but you certainly don't do it at a library in Downers Grove. And then they wonder why people are mad about it. That's what I don't understand. Why does my kid, why does your kid, why do we have to know anything about a family-friendly drag show? It's a hot-button issue. Progressives have sought to promote the the acceptance of diverse ideas of gender and sexuality sexuality uh, acceptance. Here, man. I think once your kid's grown, once you're at the age of 18, you know, should be 21. Because if you're telling me that my kid's not liable or able or, or uh, uh, responsible enough to to handle a handgun or a, a, a gun in the state of Illinois, you know, shouldn't be able to be taught or have any kind of gender-changing surgeries until the age of 21. 
do whatever you want, be who whatever you want, love whoever you want. I'm not that guy. I believe that you can do what you want, and I can do what I want. You see, that's the key. You do you, I'll do me. Doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Doesn't mean you have to like me. We don't all have to get along. I know people say that, but it's not necessarily the case. But there's some of your biggest news stories of 2022 here in the uh, Chicagoland area. Some of those stories just absolutely crazy. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys. On AM 560, The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Mm. Mm. We were talking about some of the biggest stories in Chicago and Illinois before we went to break. And, And another one of the national stories was that Johnny Depp defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard and that trial. That's another one of the big celeb stories. I always got a kick out of her saying, I wasn't punching you. I was hitting you. What's the difference? But but what it reminds me of is is I was shopping with my best girl, Gina, before the holidays, and she wanted me to get some new smell good. So she gives me this bottle of cologne from Dior called Sauvage. And I just like the name. And she's like, oh, I like the way that smells. I go, I think this is the Johnny Depp smell good. So I put the Sauvage on yesterday, and she's like, I could smell your damn cologne all day long, and it just stinks. And I'm like, you said you like the smell. Yeah, but I don't like it at 6 in the morning. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do, spray it in the truck? I think what's really driving her nuts is that I just do my voice guy, and I follow her around all day smelling like this stuff, and I just go, Sauvage, Sauvage. She's like, you are an idiot. I'm like, I know. That is the beauty of me. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy on Chicago's Morning Answer, AM 560-312-642-5600. Or as my Chicago likes to say, Hunter, you can text uh, 64636, text DA, and we'll read your text. Hi to Jim. Jim uh, sent me a note. He said, Ray, thanks for all you do in the community. Let's hope 2023 is better. We can certainly hope. And I, I was talking about the news stories and the big news stories. And the one thing that was absent from the big news stories in and around Chicago was the amount of crime and the uptick in crime. And that's because we try to hide it. We try not to talk about it. We try to forget about it. The politicos will tell you that crime is going down. Uh, Certain members of the Chicago rank and file will get on other radio stations and say that crime is down. They will have no numbers to back that up when you know that it's up. And it's bad. And I think we can't forget about it because if we don't talk about it, I don't think it gets better. There's a couple gentlemen that have really opened my eyes to the way things work in Chicago. One is Ray Lopez, who is the uh, alderman in the 15th. Ray invited me down to his neighborhood years ago and said, you know, everybody in Chicago radio and media, they talk about what goes on here, but they never come see it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to come down and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to see what we can do about it. And I got involved with some outreach. I got involved with cleaning up the neighborhood, sponsoring some soccer teams, seeing what this place is all about, and then... He said, you've got to meet this guy named Pastor Donovan Price from solutionsandresources.org. He's an amazing guy. So I did. And I want to bring him on the radio right now this morning and say a good morning to my dear, sweet friend, Pastor Donovan Price. Are you there, sir? Yes, sir. How are you, brother? 
Hey, pretty good as you could be at this time of morning. Well, I know it's early. I, I you know, I, I wanted to have you on at eleven thirty, but the show only goes to nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that would be a problem then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, how are you feeling? I know you got the new hip. Um, is is it grooving in? Are you feeling better? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It just got to keep me from overdoing it, and uh, I'm doing the best I can. You know, um, the reason I love this man is because. He doesn't shy away from when things get bad in in some of the toughest, hardest-hit neighborhoods of Chicago. And there's, dare I say, there's some people that like to grandstand and profit off Chicago crime. This is not one of these guys. Pastor, tell the story of how it happens when somebody is shot in Chicago and the response that you as a street pastor have for a situation like that. Oh, well, basically, when uh, someone is shot and or uh, a homicide, um, we get the alerts uh, several different ways. And I'm there generally about 20 minutes after shots fired. And I'm there to take care of the family of that mom. And she comes running down the street, kind of be a liaison between uh, the family and the community there and the police department as things progress in there. Uh, I do that. Usually that scene may be about three or four hours long. Then I uh, kind of translate the next day and uh, escort the family to the morgue for body identification if that's necessary, help them get their resources together for a funeral or whatever they're trying to do uh, in regards to that, and then follow the family around um, with social services or whatever they might need actually for the rest of their lives. See, because what we see within the news and within the radio and and every Monday— in the summer, it's almost, I mean, it's almost kind of a sick game when uh, the crime numbers come out where people look and, and see, well, what are the numbers this week? And sometimes those numbers can get into the 60s, 70s. The deaths are unbelievable. If you just had to look at last year, how many shot-fired incidents, homicides do you think that you alone responded to? Um, last year, uh, this year, you know, as it ends, um, probably about uh, homicide-wise, maybe about a, over 100, close to 200. Uh, and as far as shootings goes, that's kind of countless. Uh, I know I've done uh, several, you know, several mass shootings. Um, I even went to Highland Park to help those residents switches out of there however I could. And so it's it's been a busy year. It wasn't, you know, like last year, which was just, you know, unreal. Um, but this year has definitely held his own, that's for sure. Pastor Donovan Price is here. He is a street pastor. Um, Solutionsandresources.org. You can find out details, how you can help, get involved. Pastor, you know that that there's people in this this city, there's people in this state, there's people in this world that look at Chicago and they say, ah, that's their problem. And, you you know, when, when Highland Park happened, the world was there. The media was there. When when we have problems on Chicago's south, southwest, east sides, um, the media isn't necessarily there. How does that how does that affect you as a guy that's trying to do good in the neighborhood when you have this go on each and every day and it just gets swept under the rug? Does it make you feel like you don't matter, like the neighborhoods don't matter? Well, I mean, you know, Chicago is Chicago as it has been. Everything can be politicized or monetized in Chicago. And so when, when something like that happens, it, it makes you feel bad, um, but you just have to keep going, um, find out about the resources that perhaps have popped up in, 
in those more affluent situations and, and uh, among those populations and then carry that back with you um, over to uh, the hood, as they call it, or, or some of the more uh, underserved communities and keep it going. You can't let anything get you down. You can't let anything stop you. You still got to move along and, and, and make the best out of what you have. Here's the difference between you and some of the other guys is you, you talk about responsibility. You talk about, you know, the single parent households. You talk about the need for there to be men involved. You you talk about the need for people to understand right from wrong. How do we get back there? I know that I know you work at this each and every day, but how do you let people who live out in the middle of Naperville that will never have to deal with a neighborhood like this in their life? How do you let them know that we're trying to turn the tide? Uh, well, just hopefully give them the opportunity to to come check it out and know that they're just as safe. <laughs> coming to check things out, um, explain each and every day, let them meet some of the folk, um, talk to people and find out that they're the same way. Everybody wants the same thing. You know, want parents want, you know, good things for their children, better things for their children. Uh, let people know that, that there's a basic, basic principle, a basic foundation that we all come from. Some may have it harder to reach day by day, but uh, the, the ground, you know, the, the underlying concepts and, and, and goals and wishes that everybody has for their homes, their families, their neighborhood, their safety, their health, we all have that. Now, I know that there's somebody listening right now that's like, man, this guy's whack. There's no way that I'm going to go down to Brighton Park or Inglewood or Lawndale. But I want to tell you something. I've been there. And I've, I've, I've been there, and, and, and it is such a small amount of people that do the damage in Chicago, yet we allow it to continue over and over and over again. Probably 2%, maybe even less than that, are the ones that are doing the crime. How do you not get bogged down in, in when it happens continuously, and you're out there fighting the fight, um, and then you've got uh, some some of the politicians that just don't want to address it and if they because they don't want to piss off their constituents they don't want to they don't want the voters mad at them because they said you know what little johnny should have been home at 2 2 30 in the morning he shouldn't have been out shooting at cars we need to hold people accountable and we need to hold our, our elected officials accountable too right Absolutely. We we still have to hold people accountable. Parenting is still parenting. Uh, responsibility is still responsibility. Teaching and grooming and mentoring, all that still, still exists. But you can't let uh, those issues stand in the way of love and help and, and uh, bringing people along by the hand. And, and sometimes we assume things that just don't exist, like parenting. Um, you don't have, you, you, in many cases only have one parent in the first place, um, which is a problem with your whole, you know, that's a whole nother, um, problem right there. Uh, and then that one parent, maybe they didn't have parents or they don't know. And so there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of growing. There are a lot of things that, uh, people take for granted that, uh, you know, from the ground floor that we just have to, um, integrate and put in and, and keep going one family, one child, one mom, one dad um, at a time, one community, one block, and uh, just keep moving on and keep moving on. And, and hopefully, you know, the love and, and, the, and that which you uh, on the positive side will reverberate. More people will catch on. More people will see the effort. More people will see um, the similarities 
are greater than the differences. And, and, and we, but in any case, you know, you just can't stop. You know, you know the, the the difference between you and some of the other guys is you you talk about an individual talk about one thing you do it let's get this done let's take care of this and let's move on to the next step it's not about um, massive huge you know community centers it's it's being in the neighborhood and I think that that makes a difference and I think that matters and I love to tell this story and you know this story um, I was down cleaning up one of the neighborhoods with. Uh, you know, operation. It was one of those green days that we had in Chicago. I was down there uh, in, in Lopez's ward. We were in Brighton Park. Woman comes out of her house. She asked me what I'm doing. I said, well, we're here just to kind of tidy up the neighborhood. And uh, and she just was so flaw, uh, floored that, that somebody was there to just kind of help. Her house was spectacular. It was clean to a T. House across the street, not so much. So we cleaned it up. She goes in her house. She brings out water. She's crying. I'll always remember her. She had a big shirt on that said Queen. She was lovely. And she was just happy that she was being thought of, that the neighborhood was being thought of. Because I think sometimes often people feel like they're forgotten. And when we see as much violence as we see in Chicago, and prosecution is down, and people don't seem to be paying attention, it's good for people to know that there's guys like you, Pastor, that are there to help. And I just think that as far as men go, I don't know if I know a better man in this world um, than, than you and your pastors and the street pastors that are doing what you do. So solutionsandresources.org. We're going to work a lot more together in 2023, okay? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And uh, you take care and make sure you, you fix this hip up so you can get out there. you got a lot of work to do, and, and I know we need you healthy to do it. Hey, well, if I have to limp doing it, crawl doing it, whatever I got to do, it's going to get done. Uh, you, are, <laughs> you are such a good guy. And, and, uh, and keep fighting the fight, and uh, I'll see you in 2023, okay, brother? Absolutely. All right, appreciate you. you. That is uh, Pastor Donovan Price. You see, there's a guy that, that, that is a powerful spiritual man, and I use that in my everyday life to, uh, to help me be a better guy because you know what I do? I get to stinking thinking and getting the feeling it's it's everything's awful and how do you how do you fix it and and it's their problem and it's not it's our problem and if these people down in Chicago don't want to help fix it and the prosecutors and and the people in our city don't want to work to fix it well then it's up to us and if I can do it and get out there and do it let me tell you you can do it you follow me on social media it's uh, Ray Stevens or Ramblin Ray and when we go down and clean Brighton Park you come with me it's uh, it's something it'll move you. And uh, once you know these, these folks, you'll, you'll go back the next year. I, I went from going down with about uh, 10 volunteers to about 100 right now and, uh, and would love to have you. As it gets near, I'll make sure that uh, Dan and Amy and Sean and John Anthony and everybody else here uh, get out to help because we are uh, we're part of the solution. I don't want to be part of the problem. Everybody, everybody in Chicago media, they sit on their ass and don't do a thing, and that's a fact. We'll get involved. That is Pastor Donovan Price, his uh, website, solutionsandresources.org. 6.50 is the time here on a Wednesday. It's Chicago's Morning Answer. Rambling Rain for Dan and Amy on 560 WIND. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys. On AM 560, The Answer. Text messages, we get them. Um, I guess uh, somebody's watching via the uh, stream. They said, is that control panel real or is that Fisher-Price? No, this is all real. Well, I will tell you that if, you are, if you're an AM talk guy, usually it's the guy behind the glass that does the work. So uh, 
thanks to the guys here that are doing that. You know, we really don't have to do anything but pontificate. We had a call from uh, Frank in St. Charles, and uh, he was talking about my last guest, talking about the prime problem in uh, Chicago crime uh, per se, and he said, I heard over-policing causes problems in these neighborhoods. How does that happen? And And I think that would be the mindset of some of the people that want to keep this crazy cycle of crime going on in Chicago. Because you know what? Let's face it. When you talk about crime, you have, uh, you know, you have DAs, you have prosecutors, you have lawyers, you have jailers, you have people that make money off of this continuing cycle of crap that just continues to swirl. And as it continues to swirl, people continue to make money, except the people in the neighborhoods get left behind. That is not the case with the guy that I just talked to. You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Well, if you haven't guessed it yet, you're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer. I'm Ray Stevens, Ramundo Sanchez, and for Dan and Amy. They'll be back, I think, in three, four weeks from now. Well, that Southwest Airlines story, it ain't going away, as we like to say. Selena Pacheco was at uh, one of the airports. He was just trying to get her kids and her to uh, some holiday fun, and and it's just not going to happen. That's unacceptable, period. You are a gigantic corporation that has, yes, I understand Christmas Day, fine, but there's no reason I couldn't have gotten an email or I couldn't have gotten a text or you couldn't have gotten on the loudspeaker and just said, here's our situation. We are doing everything we can, but this is the end result. Literally no communication at all. And I think that is my biggest issue. Well, you know what your biggest issue is, is maybe your kids aren't going to Florida for the holidays. Maybe you just need to stay here where it's cold. You know, things happen for a reason, Selena. You paid for a service doesn't mean you have a right to expect it. My goodness, $7.2 billion with a B pumped into Southwest Airlines from the feds in the last two years. Pete Buttigieg is on it, and so is uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is keeping an eye on this from, uh, uh, I'm sure he's in some kind of a old blue chair drinking some cruising rum with, uh, with, his, uh, with his kid Hunter on that uh, family trip. I think they're at an all-inclusive. Uh, in Cancun or Santa Cruz or who knows. But I'm sure he's probably bellying up to the buffet right now and, and hanging out with all the, the common folks. So we'll keep you up to date with the Southwest uh, situation as the uh, morning goes by. You know, when you talk about uh, Chicago, when you talk about the wards that make up this city, I'm not sure there's one lovelier than the uh, 42nd, not the 41st. Got to say to my buddy Naps, Anthony Napolitano from the 41st Ward. How are you, sir? Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. You're welcome, man. How was your uh, holidays? It was terrific. Good family time. It was good to be with the kids and the wife and uh, open up gifts and enjoy the uh, the holiday and Christmas. Well, I do it's like nice. your wife and kids. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. Anthony, I wanna, you, you know, the interesting thing about your resume when it comes to this town is you're a Chicago fireman, Chicago police officer, you have firemen and police officers in your family. I can't imagine that when you get together, you probably all fight. You know, who's better, who's worse. You know, you got the firemen on this side of the room, the cops on that side of the room. But if I can get serious with you for a second, 
you know, we just came through the summer of love. I think that's what our mayor called it. What a beautiful summer it was. You know, yeah. Kevlar vests and duck, people afraid to go down to Chicago, uh, Michigan Avenue and State Street, a shill of what they once were. Um, but we have police officers, men and women that are struggling at, at massive numbers, PTSD, suicides. It seems like we we hear about them all the time. As somebody that's been there, what do, what do we do as a society and as Chicagoans to try to help these folks out? Because it certainly seems like we're failing them government-wise. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, Ray. Um, we are failing them, and, and I don't think it's 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 purposely done. I think it's just for a lack of knowledge or it's for a lack of, of contributing or trying new methods. And, um, and if we're not, like this is the big saying now, if we're not a part of uh, the solution, we're a part of the problem. And, and that's, that's a big approach we took when we introduced this new stellaganglionic shot, or, or block, I should call it, the God shot. Um, it's a new method. Uh, actually, I shouldn't even say new. The military's been using it since the 20s. Uh, the government's been using it since the 1920s. Um, and it's it's found out that this actually can curb the effects of PTSD. Um, and, it, you know, it, this is a solution. This is, a, I should say, this is a tool that we could put in that, that, that toolbox for our first responders and city workers um, to help curb these 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 suicidal tendencies or, or feelings, um, you know, it, it, I, I listen, I, I could honestly say that I suffer from it myself. You know, I, I did a, a short 15 years on the street. Uh, it, that's nothing compared to some of my brothers and sisters that are out there that have been there for 20 plus years. But one year on the streets of Chicago, mm-hmm. what you see day in and day out, um, it, it creates demons and memories in your head that you can never forget. Um, and, you know, this is, this is a near and dear topic to myself. I've lost friends. I've, I've lost family, um, to, to suicide. Um, and I, I, it's just, there's, there's so much passion behind it. I never want to say that as a society, we're failing people because nobody wants to see a loved one or anyone die or take their own life. I just don't think we're opening our minds to enough solutions to fixing this problem. And talking about um, it is uh, talking about it's part of the part of the solution. You got to get you got to get people talking about it. You have to have people understand it's no longer uh, taboo to talk about. And I know as a police officer, and you can speak to this. Fifteen years, as you just said, you know, one year is a long time on the street. Fifteen years, don't 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 cut yourself short. That's that's a lot of time to be working a, a, a beat in Chicago. Is there a fear among police officers that if they show this emotion um, that they'll, you know, get desk duty, they'll, they'll lose their, their, their pride, their, they'll be looked at differently from, from the upper rank? Is there any of that that kind of plays into this? Oh, without a doubt. You know, and I, and I have to say, commend the city on this, over the last 10 years I've noticed they've really tried to push that, that narrative that that is not the case. Uh, officers for years and years thought if you, if you bring up that you have some sort of psychological distress, that they're going to not only put you on death duty, but they're going to take away your gun and badge and say you're not fit for duty to do this job. And you know, there, there goes your, your, your livelihood. There goes your mortgage payments. And how do you feed your family? Uh, but I, 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 will, I would love to say that as of now, it's really got away from that, saying, no, no, you can come in. You can talk to somebody. You need to sit down with somebody. Because this is a national problem, not just in Chicago. 
Um, but I agree with you. That that was a problem for many, many years. People were afraid to get help because they were afraid they were going to lose their job. This is Anthony Napolitano, good man, 42nd Word Alderman. Anthony, I have to ask you, sir, um, do you think that we've kind of stemmed the, the tide from the post-George Floyd, post-Kenosha, defund the police movement? Do you, do you think we've moved on from that? Now, of course, you hear politicians, especially in the last election cycle, saying, oh, no, wait a second, no. I didn't say defund the police. You misunderstood me. I said fund the police. Do you think that we can get back to a place where neighborhoods don't think they can take care of their own problems and we can leave it up to men and women who are trained and and, and can do the job? I understand that in any profession, there's a bad egg here and there. Heck, they're in the radio profession. They're in the teaching profession. They're in the police profession. Everywhere you look. But it's a small percentage. Do you think we can get back to a place where men and women can walk a beat and not be beaten down by people that live in the neighborhoods. You know, brother, I, I wish we lived in that utopia. And, and unfortunately, um, in the last eight years, especially the last four years in city council, there's a faction down there that is hard charging this still to this day, this defund the police movement. Um, everything that comes across our desks or in that council that has to do with supporting the police or helping them, giving them more tools to fight this, ungodly amount of crime that we have in our city they're adamantly against it i I just passed an ordinance that gives the city of chicago our police officers the ability to charge illegal gun uh offenders uh with city charges um instead of putting them in in the state's attorney's hands and 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 them just getting in that revolving door effect and kicked in and charges dropped now we could do it as as a city of chicago we can hold our criminals accountable for committing crimes in chicago and this faction of of progressive socialists um, just want to shoot it down because they want nothing. They want no power or no strength to protect citizens given to the police. I, I honestly believe they like a weaker society so that you need more government. And I, I think that's that's the push that's been going on uh, that I've seen in the last ten or eight years now, especially the last four years. Uh, it's really hard to watch down there. It, it's it's actually sickening. You know, last hour I talked with a friend of mine I do outreach with. His name's Pastor Donovan Price. He's a really good man. And I, t- I spoke to what you just mentioned, and that is is that it seems like there's a certain faction of Chicago government that just wants to see this swell continue to go around where you have everybody getting theirs with the prosecutors and the jailers and the, and the uh, lawyers and, and uh, you know, you need a judge to hear these cases. Nothing ever gets fixed. Everybody just stays in the system. And we oppress people. We do exactly what they say uh, that, that they don't want to have in these neighborhoods, but yet they continue to vote the same way over and over again. There's never any change. How is somebody that's in Chicago politics and one of the good guys, how do you not pull your hair out and you have lovely hair? How do you not just go crazy at all of this? <laughs> it, it, it's a battle down there. I mean, when, when you want to fix the city and you want to see it get stronger, you want to see more commerce come in, you want to see more people moving back into the city and, and downtown flourishing again, and you got this faction that is just pushing – uh, get as many criminals out of out of prison as possible or out of jail as possible. You're pushing universal income. You're pushing universal uh, rent. Um, it, it's saying, well, well you're, you're weakening people because there's no prideful uh, working. And look what I look what I've earned. Look what I've done. Right. Look what I have. You know, it, it's they're getting away from that. It's just they want sheeple. They don't want they don't want people. They want people just to follow to get in line. The, the lemmings effect. That's what they're looking for. Talking to Anthony Knapps Napolitano from the 42nd Ward here in Chicago. Knapps, I have to ask, is is 
is there how do I phrase this is there how you can't phrase it any other way than just calling it sheer insanity and stupidity did you ever in your life think you would see something like the safety act getting pushed through Chicago in uh, Illinois legislature do you ever think that we'd be at a time where the system just seems to I mean there's no doubt about it it benefits the criminals is this just a pandering for votes is that where we are now five thousand percent that is a pandering uh, a, a bill that was passed I here's the, the only way I can put it whoever supported that whoever co-sponsored it whoever authored it had better gone home and destroyed all the mirrors in their house because they can't they should not be able to even look at themselves again because they have just contributed to the downward spiral effect that hap- that's happening to our, not only the city of Chicago, but the state of Illinois when it comes to crime and criminals. There's, there's no law and order. There's no justice here anymore. Um, and I, I'm, I've never seen anything so disgusting written and especially passed at 4 a.m. In, in the morning. Um, you know, that, that, that tells you exactly how bad this thing was. Uh, it, it, it's you wait till you see the effects after January 1st. It's going to be a free for all. Well, you know, it, I, I, I hate to say it, but it, you, know, you know, crime has to get out to some of the suburban neighborhoods where, you know, these people that just vote this BS that they don't understand. And they, they think it makes them feel better because they're social justice warriors. When it lands on their doorstep, then it's going to change. But I, I, you know, this, this, I'd like to keep things more positive with you, so let, let me do this. We do this every time you and I talk and I have you as a guest on radio because you've always got something good going on in the 42nd Ward. What is going on that's good in the Naps neighborhood? Well, I know you've been messing with me for the last three minutes calling it the 42nd Ward when it's the 41st Ward, and I know you're messing with me. I am. One. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, you know what? Everything good. Everything about the 41st Ward is good right now. If you come in this neighborhood, all of our uh, chambers of commerce, all of our business corridors are are just bustling right now. But everybody is out and about. It is it is like a it's a uh, it, it's it's a like a wonderland here right now. I, I swear. You walk down our our main corridors, our business corridors. Everybody's out and about enjoying uh, the vacation. Kids are out right now playing in the snow. Just come in the neighborhood. It is like a Norman Rockwell uh, painting here in, in the 41st Ward. I, I love it. I'll, I'm going to leave here feet first. That's the only way. Ah, oh, buddy. Always good to talk to you. We love what you're doing there in the Fighting 41st. You're a good man. Thanks for your service to the community. I know it continues, but uh, always good to have you on as a guest, pal. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Back at you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, brother. Be All safe. Right. Be good warm. in the 42nd. <laughs> Take care, brother. All right, man. I, I appreciate you. He's such a good guy. Um, man, whenever I need uh, donations for charity, this guy steps up. They open up their ward office to me. He's absolutely wonderful. Anthony Napolitano on AM560. The answer at 722. Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560. The answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560. The answer. Hey, hey, 738 in Chicago. It's Ray Ray in for Dan and Amy vacationing. I'm not sure if Dan is uh, with the Biden camp down at the uh, the all-inclusive resort they're staying at. at the, uh, I think he's at the Perieso Beach, Rio Caribe. And then Amy, we know she's out in the mountains somewhere. But I know that uh, every Wednesday they have a guest by the name of Stephen Moore, and I like this guy. Author of Trumponomics, 
also the author of Govzilla, How the Relentless Growth of Government is Devouring Our Economy and Our Freedom. Speak with him all the time. Stephen Moore, good morning. Welcome into the show, bud. Hey, Ray. Good morning. I hope you had a great, great, great Christmas. And a uh, good shout-out to uh, my friends Dan and Amy as well. I hope uh, I hope you had a great – I just got back from Chicago, by the way. We had a wonderful, wonderful trip. Uh, visited the family in Wilmette. And- Even more, but four-year letterman on the uh, baseball team, football team, swim team. You did it all up there at New Trier, didn't yeah, you, all, Amer- all American. Yeah. All American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when, when, when you when you were part of the Trump economic team, and, and I'd have you on the air, be it here in Chicago, Kansas City, yeah. San Antonio, wherever, yeah. um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, how the economy was rolling along, and it was good, and it was good for America, and we were, you know, yeah. we, and, and, and um, you know, my question I seem to ask to you a lot, at least in the last year and a half, is how did yeah. it go from where we were to where we are now? So how did it? How, is there anything that, that you guys did in the Trump administration that, that led to any of this, or is this all on Joe Biden and those godless Democrats? Well, I got to tell you, Ray, you know, I, it's funny you should ask that because I was just doing an uh, analysis for our hotline. I think you got our hotline. I hope everybody does our, our Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline that goes out every morning, and it's free, by the way. Just go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And uh, we'll send it to you for free. But uh, I was noting that, you know, this was one of the worst years for the stock market in a long, long time. I mean, the NASDAQ was down 35 percent. The uh, the S&P 500 was down 20 percent. The Dow was down almost 10 percent. So people lost a lot of money this year. And I contrasted that with the Trump year. Remember, Ray, how um, I mean, the economy just boomed when Trump was president. We didn't have, you know, the inflation rate wasn't wasn't eight nine percent. It was two percent when Trump was president. So uh, we missed those Trump policies. I mean, I don't care how people feel about Trump's, you know, personality and the crazy. Sometimes he says crazy things, but his policies were really good for America. And you know, now we've got. I, I think twenty twenty three. I'm hoping we can avert a recession. I, I don't want to see this country fail, but. It just feels like businesses are constricting right now, and uh, it's a result of the massive spending spree. And by the way, Ray, one other quick thing. I On this show with Dan and Amy for the last year or two, I've been really trashing you know, Pelosi and Schumer and, and, and Biden for putting us in this you know, bad economic condition. But this last bill that passed last week, Ray, I don't know if you've looked at it, the $2 trillion spending bill, it's an abomination – and the Republican half the Republicans voted for it. Speak to that. Why? Why did that happen? What <laughs> happened with with Mitch McConnell? Where? Where? And, and people are, are are have gone absolutely nuts. They're up in arms about this. But yeah, why in the world? Why, and, and man, I you know I got to page two and I set it down. I'll be honest with you, Stephen. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm yeah. not as astute as you are. But but what in the world is going on? Going on? I mean, you work with these people. Well, you tell me. They all like to play Santa Claus. They love to they love to spend other people's money. You know, I mean, they're so generous with your and my money. Have you noticed that politicians? Yeah. They love to. Oh, they're, yeah. they're so generous when when they spend your my money. They don't spend their own money, but they spend ours. And um, a lot of them like to. You know what happened in this bill? They put loaded it with pork barrel spending. You know, the earmarks. The that what I call the slabs of bacon for their district. Oh, I brought home a fire truck. Oh, I brought home a courthouse. Oh, I got this bridge built. You know, da da da. And so they love to go to the ribbon cutting ceremony and mm. things like that. The bill, I mean, uh, Ray, this bill was four thousand one hundred pages with another eight hundred pages of explanatory. I my job is to go through these bills and find out what's in them. I could only get through the first few hundred pages. So my point is, 
Ray, seriously, how many members of Congress do you think actually read this bill? Please. Yeah, ex- exactly. Here During the holidays? Zero. Yeah. Hey, you know, and, Zero. And, they have no freaking idea what they voted for, folks. These idiots, these buffoons, they, like, vote for this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Another $2 trillion of debt spending. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, yeah, our debt is up to $32 trillion. Nothing to worry about. By the way, Ray, you know, when I first came to Washington, after I graduated from the, you know, I went to the University of Illinois, mm-hmm. and I came out to Washington after, right after that. That was 1983. Do you know what our national debt was when, in 1983? Oh, I wouldn't even, I, I couldn't even gather a, I know it was a lot less <laughs> than it is now. Yeah, it was $1 trillion. Now here we are, thirty-five years later or so, you know, and and it's uh, it's thirty-two trillion, and we keep adding. The latest projection is this year. Oh, I love this. This year, our debt, our debt, we're going to increase our debt by one and a half trillion. And Biden's giving speeches about what a wonderful fist. Oh, I've reduced the deficit. Nobody's reduced the deficit. <laughs> We've ever run. Did he think there are people that stupid? I mean, and, and how do we ever? You, you, we can never reconcile that, can we? How do you ever reconcile thirty-two trillion dollars worth of debt? <laughs> well, you know, I always say that the what, one of my least favorite days of of the year for me is that day in january where i get the credit card bill for mm-hmm. all the money I yeah. got during the christmas right. season you know and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i spent so much money and i think a lot of people share that you know oh my god i can't believe oh yeah we went out for dinner four times we i got all those gifts and et cetera, et cetera. and then you have to spend the next you know several months you know working to pay off that credit card debt by the, by the way i hope people do because you don't want to run a credit card debt they charge 15 to 20 percent interest rates but in any case the federal government just keeps running up the the credit card, you know, month after day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. They just increase and increase and increase it, and they act like it never has to be repaid. Those bonds, and you know, by the way, guess who's buying all those bonds? The Arabs, the Chinese, the Russians, all these other countries are buying our debt. So you know, our kids are going to owe the Chinese kids all this money. It, we know it's wrong. Look, I don't care if you're liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, you know it's wrong. We can't keep doing this. We're going to bankrupt our damn country, which is the greatest country on earth. So um, we're not anywhere near a balanced budget. Even the 10-year forecast that Biden put out comes nowhere near balancing the budget. Stephen Moore is here. He's a regular uh, visitor on Wednesdays here to the Dan and Amy show on AM 560, The Answer. Stephen, you know, you, you brought something up when you were talking there about credit card debt. And with Americans, Americans in America, where it is right now, you know, people are carrying debt and they're surfing yep. from credit card to credit card yep. looking for that lower yep. rate. They have no they have no yep. other recourse but to do that. And, you know, we yep. talk about the economy. That's one thing. But now let's talk about the supply shortages and issues that we have. And, yep. and nobody in the Biden administration is talking about this. Uh, KJP gets in front of her lectern and she skates by it because it's not in her little binder. But we can't even go out. <laughs> right. you, seriously, at, at the CBS, at the Walgreens, at the certain Target stores, if you want to go and buy two bottles of Tylenol, you're being limited to what you can buy because we have a shortage of meds. And it, 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 it's almost as if we are a third world country. I mean, what's going on in America when I can't go out and yeah. buy my supply of, of uh, you know, uh, medicine that I need for, uh, for my New Year's Eve hangover? 
Yeah, gee, I thought, you know, I thought six months ago that uh, that the whole supply chain problem was fixed by Pete Buttigieg. You know, yeah. I thought he was, the, by the way, isn't it it's almost hilarious that the Democrats want to run Pete Buttigieg as the president? Nuts. I mean, oh, yeah, he's done such an incredible job as transportation secretary. But what does that, what does that tell you? What does that tell you about what a poor job that they're that the the commander in chief is doing right now that a that a former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, they think is ready to run for a presidential seat? Exactly. He's the chosen one because he's gay and we need America's first gay president. That's what matters most. Not that he's completely incompetent. Uh, in any case, you know, and I, I was thinking about this morning, Ray, because I was uh, reading uh, uh, my you know just daily update on the news and a big story about Pete Buttigieg is, is uh, you know, going to really come down hard on Southwest Airlines. You know, now look, Southwest really, their performance has been abysmal. Like thousands of flights have been uh, canceled, delayed. People have had to sleep overnight in Midway Airport. I mean, it is unforgivable what's happened at Southwest, but it's not like Pete Buttigieg done anything about that. Right? Yeah, what's he no, gonna we're going to investigate this. Yeah. 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 Why don't so, you, uh, what we but, need to investigate is the is the seven point two billion with a B dollars that the American government has pumped into Southwest yeah. Airlines. There you go. So uh, here's my kind of forecast for for the you know months to come. Make me smile. Give me some good three news. Days, three, yeah, exactly. And three days from now, we start the new year. You know, God, I'm so glad 2022 is over. What a horrible year! Yeah, but we said that about 21 country. too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so the problem is that you just mentioned one problem we have, and that's credit card debt. You know, credit card debt went up by a record amount in 2022. Why? Because we had inflation. So people's incomes went up by 5% in 2022, but their inflation rate, you know, the what you buy went up by 8%. Yes, yeah? I know that you're not a math expert, but <laughs> you don't have to be a math yeah, expert. We can figure this 8% out. 8% is higher than 5%, yeah. right? And that means you're falling further and further behind. And uh, I noticed that, by the way, in Chicago, we went out for dinner a couple of times. I couldn't believe how much expensive everything was. I mean, my God. And I, talk, I actually talked to one of the owners and said, Steve, you should look at what it costs for us to get the food into the store. And so anyway, um, I do think we're going to see some reduction in inflation in the first few months of uh, 2023. Uh, I think we'll get down to about 5%, which is still way too high. It's better than 8%. But I do worry about whether this economy is going to slide into recession. I think we could get out of it if we did the right things like producing more American energy and, uh, you know, know, uh, deregulating the economy, do the things that Trump did. But I don't see... Do you, Ray? I don't see Biden changing his tune. No, I don't. I think he just keeps hitting the rock, hitting the rock, hitting the rock. Yep. And uh, and I there's no way I see this guy running again. Um, but let me ask you before I let you go. Talk about your yeah. guy. Talk about your buddy, DJT. Yeah. What, have you have you spoken with him lately? And where is is his head as far as this next presidential run? I mean, in 2016, yeah. I thought the guy was unbeatable. Uh, now, I I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. So, look, I, I, I consider Donald Trump a close friend. He's always been really, really good to me, and I admire so much what he did for our country. It was really amazing what his performance as president. Now, do I always agree with the things he said? I don't agree with what he did on January 6th. I mean, I think he went a little crazy. And so, uh, but, you know, again, his policies are amazing. I talked to him about three weeks ago. I went out to Mar-a-Lago. We had a nice discussion. Um, you know, I have to say this. I I. Can, I was there in the Oval Office many times with them. I went to some of the press conferences. I have never, ever seen such an unfair treatment of mm-hmm. a president. I agree. I agree. What, what Trump went through. I mean, it was despicable, folks. I mean, I you could see the, the, the hatred of the press 
Every one of those people in the press corps, with one or two exceptions, they hated. You could see it. And I, I one time I, I said to him afterwards, how do you stop and just punch these people in the face? They were so, um, you know, look, there's honor in the, you know, I respect Barack Obama and, and Joe Biden. I didn't agree with their policies, but right. I respect the office. Absolutely. That, that, the media was outrageous. And that gets to this other point, which is this latest idea that Donald Trump should have to hand over his personal um, tax returns. Folks, that is a violation of his privacy, of his personal freedom. There's no law, Ray, that says the president has to turn over their tax returns. If they can make the president do that, folks, they can do that to you and to me. And so my point is he has been treated so unfairly. Uh, and I feel so horrible about this. Now, that being said, it's also true. Donald Trump is his own worst enemy, right? He right. Really put is, put down, put mean, down the Twitter thumbs. Stop talking for a little bit. Exactly. It's, it's death. Yeah. It's death by a thousand cuts. I get it. Stephen, right. we've got to leave it there for today, buddy. I love right. visiting with you. It's always good to talk to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and have a great new year, my friend. You too, my friend. Talk to you soon. Take care. Stephen Moore on Chicago's Morning Answer. And he joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line. Coming up at 8.08, the craziness that is EVs, electric vehicles, what they act like in this weather, and how soon you're going to be driving one. Coming up at 8.08. If you're talking about it, Dan and Amy are talking about it. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Just a couple morning observations. I I just got a glimpse of the uh, United States Secretary of Health, Rachel Levine, and and is it just me or she did something for me? Um, And I just found out through uh, WIND Management, who I was praising earlier today, that I'm being paid... $100 for my three days of work here, but I get a life supply of balance of nature. So I got that going for me. My va-va-boom is back. A shimmer of uh, common sense in Washington, D.C. Are you kidding me? The uh, Supremes, the Supreme Court says that right now Title 42 is going to stay in place. So the border stays uh, with the Trump-era border rules for now. And we see the way those uh, rules have been working. Not very good if you've uh, seen what's going on in El Paso and in Arizona and anywhere along our southern border. Our next guest uh, really needs no introduction. He's a a friend of friend that needs no friends. He's the go-to guy when it comes to automobiles and everything automotive in Chicago and has been so for years. I consider him a friend. He's part of the His Turn, Her Turn podcast. And, Paul Bryan, you're the His Turn part of that, right? Well, this week, anyway, it depends on how I'm identifying. Well, that's just the thing. I mean, we, we identify as whatever we want right now. Yeah. I, 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 I think I might like to identify as an Alfa Romeo just to make Gina happy. <laughs> he says that because my best girl, Gina, drives an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometimes she drives an Alfa Man. <laughs> how are you, my friend? I know that uh, I was going to have you as a guest last week. And uh, you took a slip on the ice. You had a little bit of an issue with a collarbone. Are you back up to, uh, are, you, are you at least out of pain? Uh, I, I could lie about that and say yes and give great kudos to the American pharmaceutical mm-hmm. uh, industry. However, yeah, I, I failed miserably in uh, my audition for the Joffrey Ballet. Oh. And uh, 
Yeah, so I'm I'm going to be on the beach waiting for my va va boom for about a month. Well, buddy, here's the thing, and I and if you know to our morning answer listeners, if if you have to go out and it's icy, I got these things for my mother. They're called yak tracks. They go right on the bottom of your shoes. They have carbide tips. They fit. They work. You know, ice is nothing to mess around with. And and you know me, I'm just an old sheet metal guy. So Paul, what I do is I just take some quarter inch zip screws. And make sure that they're—you gotta make sure they're the quarter inch because if they're the half inch, they're gonna go through your shoe. But enough about that. I want to talk to you about the, the, the kind of the insanity of EVs and the pushing of this, the ramming of this, the jamming of this down our throats or up other places. Um, I was reading yesterday about uh, two guys that uh, decided they were gonna take a trip, and I think they're still trying to do this. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But these guys want to take an EV all the way up to Alaska from God knows where. They stop at a, a place in Loveland, Colorado. They plug in their uh, Ford Lightning, which is a nice truck. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Don't get it me is. wrong. It is a nice yeah, truck. It is. And it's dressed, a nice truck. And dressed out, you can get yourself a nice Porsche for what this thing costs. Um, That's true. They plug this thing in, and they find out, Paul, that it's going to take about five days in her standard 120 outlet to get this truck fully charged with her battery starting at 22%. To me... That's not convenient. No, and, uh, you know, the, the manufacturers send me everything to drive. And uh, over the past four or five weeks now, I've had two Mercedes products. I've had their electric version of the E-Class, which is their, their bread-and-butter sedan, and also uh, a, a small SUV that they call the EQB. And... Uh, and I, I had lost about a third. Oh, and the total charge on this, by the way, was under 200 miles. So I was going to make a run up to uh, the Mars Cheese Castle just to get some bread. And uh, so I figured, well, I better get a full charge on it. So I had uh, about 30% that I needed to add to get myself up to a full rocking 200 miles of range. So I looked on the, there's an app built into the car as to where chargers are. And then I looked on my phone as well. Couldn't find a high speed charger. So I plugged into a level two charger that was pretty close to my home. And up on the dashboard pops a message that says, uh, and this was 2.20 in the afternoon. I posted it on Facebook. 2.20 in the afternoon. It said we'll be fully charged at 7.15 tomorrow morning. There you go. And I thought, well, I didn't bring my pocket Tolstoy with me to, to charge up. And so then I'm, I mean, what are you going to do? So I go without cheese bread that week. Yeah, does it actually yeah. say... Does it actually say in the Mercedes owner owner's manual, this EV not suitable for visits to the Mars Cheese Castle? Uh, you, you know, there's a funny story, actually. If you look, if anybody that stops there, and I guess everybody does, right across in the first line of parked cars uh, from the front door of the Cheese Castle, you'll see the asphalt burned away in two spots. And that's where an EV caught fire. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. You could, you could drive there right now, and it's it's there. 
uh, yeah, an EV caught fire, and then that caught another one on fire that was right next to it. Nothing funny about that, Ray. No, no. And the, yeah, you know, the hell of it is is that I'm I'm not anti EV. I I think it's okay. You and I come from an era where we like the sound of a V8 or a V10 or a V12 or whatever it might be. That's like Brahms to me. I mean, it's right. soothing. It's, it's normal. Yeah, I got you. Uh, the EV to me doesn't have soul and, but, but, but let's look more at the practical aspects of this. We, we aren't ready for this. When I talk to auto executives after the presentations are over, after we've had dinner, after I've had all of the, the after you've taken property. their, after you've eaten their food and driven their car. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know my mo. Uh, <laughs> We're Bohemian brothers. We know this. <laughs> hey, it's a free meal. That's Come on. right. And uh, when you say, "Are are we really ready for this?" and they go, "No, we aren't." But you know, what are we going to do? We got the government's boot on our neck. And, it, and I understand that huge manufacturing uh, companies here in the United States and abroad, and in large part, they're following the lead of California because California builds such a large percentage of total vehicle production uh, or consumption, rather, in the United States. Everybody's got to build to the California standard. Well, I think it's really unfair for the guy from West Virginia to have to pay for what California thinks is the right way to go. And yet you got a lot of people out there in California who think this is great, right up to the point that they have to go through rolling blackouts and they aren't able to charge their electric vehicles. So it's uh, it's, it's a heck of a mess. I mean, the, when, when you think about the amazing impact that this industry has had, this portion of it with electric vehicles, has had with just a little bit of success, frankly, in terms of climate change, that has affected energy change. You know, now we have ostensibly shut down energy production in the United States. We aren't building any more coal. We aren't building any more nuke. Uh, we aren't looking at the things that we are awash in. We're the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. Why aren't we using that? Natural gas, um, hydrogen, uh, things of that nature. It's uh, Ray Stevens sure. in for Dan and Amy with Paul Bryan, Chicago radio legend, good guy and friend to, friends uh, to those that have no friends. Uh, if you were to look at a, a family-friendly car in the model year 2023, somebody's going to go spend their hard-earned money, family value, what do they buy? Yeah. Uh, I've been recommending a lot of Hyundai and Kia products lately. They're, they're really building some some nice, nice cars. If, if you were dead set on buying an electric vehicle, the uh, EV6 uh, Kia, it would probably be my choice. But, but here's the thing. If, if you were to pick out a car like that, um, would, would you still be buying it without $7,500 worth of government incentive to do so? 
there's we've only got about three percent of the market that are buying electric vehicles right now. What would that percentage be without the government inducement? And we all get to pay for that. We we all get to pay to advance this agenda. And I don't know that it's uh, that it's fair or reasonable. So so anyway. Yeah. No, I got uh, you. I got they're, you. Buddy. They're building some really nice stuff. Uh, Ford is building. You mentioned the Lightning. It's a wonderful truck. Um, there, you know, there's a number of them out there. But again, you also mentioned you can buy an F15 light and an F150 Lightning in a Lariat trim package or or a, a King Ranch uh, trim package. That's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, to me, that's. Uh... That's you know you could what you can I, the only way I'm spending a hundred grand on a on a dually F three fifty is if she's got a big old diesel motor. That's the bottom yeah. line. But yeah, uh, hey, where can we find you, Paul? A website, the His Turn Her Turn podcast, and pictures of you and your uh, sling and your pretty uh, red glasses in your hospital bed. Do you have those posted? I want you to know that is a Brioni gown. It's, mm. it's very very stylish. Brioni, um, aren't they the ones that were uh, putting those teddy bears out with those crazy outfits? No, oh, that was Balenciaga. No, I would right. never Balenciaga. wear a Balenciaga yeah. hospital sure. gown. What kind of a sure. what kind of a rube do you what take? Kind of a man are you? <laughs> Where right. do we find you, pal? Before we let you go, uh, his turn, her turn is the best thing. You can find me on Facebook always. You know, there's always a bunch of people, and and I'm always happy to engage folks there. I tweet at uh, the Paul Bryan. Or after a bean burrito, and 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 uh, and and also at car coach reports. And you you never ever take it political, which was is what I like most about you. No, no. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? You know, I, I I we had a bunch of people who were responding to uh, my post that, that I was going to be on with you. Today. I owe you Kolachkis, I know. Yeah, a you owe me Kolachkis, yeah. so we kind of go to the Sankeys. And then uh, the second thing is that you and I were going to pick our fantasy cards. We ran out of time. Oh, okay. Well, then follow me on Facebook, and you'll find out what I'd pick. No, give me your car. What is it? Although it would be a Porsche GT3 RS. Ooh, I like that. Because I'm a Porsche guy. That's what's yeah. in my garage. You know, of, of all of the cars that are out there, that's what I love. My fantasy doesn't include a car. Paul Bryan? I appreciate you, buddy. Happy holidays and heal up, okay? Okay, I promise. Paul Bryan, and he joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line here on AM560. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM560, the answer. Coming up at 8.38, talking with a real estate pro, Amy Kite. Uh, she's a big Keller Williams real estate agency and i just want to talk to her about the exodus out of illinois what your home is worth because let's face it it's the biggest thing that most folks like you and i are going to own so let's see where that's going we talk with amy uh just after 8 8 30 this morning here on uh, chicago's morning answer wind i'm ray stevens in for uh, dan and amy um rachel levine uh, secretary of health she's making news and here's why we are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus actions at the state levels across the United States, and they are dangerous to the public health. The positive value of gender-affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute. So 
We all need to work together to get our voices um, out in the front line. We need to get our voices in the public eye. And we can, we know how effective our medical community can be talking to communities, whether it's at town halls, schools, conversations with others. And we need to use our clinician's voice to collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, cleaner information environment. So basically what uh, she's doing there, what she's doing there as part of the Biden administration is talking about gender affirming care for kids. And as the Biden administration has done lately, um, they have gone to social media platforms such as Twitter and they have said, we need you to tamp down the misinformation and the censorship of trans transgender procedures in other words you know if 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 if, go around the parents go around the teachers go around everything you can do make sure that we get the information to kids to let them know that that this is okay you know if if you if you don't feel at home in your body you should do this now we're talking about kids at a young young age and uh, you know when you're over 21 i believe you can do whatever the hell you want to do doesn't matter to me if it's you you your body you, you go ahead and do it, but don't think that my kid should have to hear it, and don't think that I need to agree with it. Doesn't mean I don't like you as a person. Doesn't mean that I don't uh, value your opinion as to how you feel, but you don't have to push it on me. And you can't tamp down and you can't censor information that gets sent out to our kids. This kind of stuff is really dangerous. This is dangerous for our kids, and if you talk like that, well, then people say that you're hate-filled and you're a hate-monger and everything else, and that's just not true. It's just called common sense and normal thinking, which is what we don't have a lot of these days. This is The Morning Show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. First with Sebastian Gorka today at three, right before Sean Thompson at four on AM five sixty. The answer. Uh, hey hey, it's Ray Ray eight thirty eight at WIND Chicago Chicago's morning answer. Dan and Amy with a couple days off here today, and I'll be back tomorrow. Yesterday we were talking with Wirepoint's Ted Dabrowski, and we were talking about the exodus of people from Illinois. And when you talk about housing and the like in the state of Illinois, politicians like to say, well, of course, of course people are leaving. My God, we, we're in a polar vortex. It was 10 below zero. Your dogs can't go out without booties on their feet and wearing coats and everything else. It's the weather. It's the weather that's making people leave Illinois, and that's not necessarily true because most of the cold-weather states that surround us saw gains in population in 2022. So with that in mind, I'd like to bring in my, my favorite real estate expert in Chicago. You hear on the radio from time to time. I like to call her my Amy. Amy Kite from Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Hi, Amy. Good morning. How's my Amy doing today? Awesome. Thank you. You know, we, we talk about this a lot, and it seems like we, we talk about this almost ad nauseum, that, that people are leaving this state, but there's still, and there's always a demand for homes. Now, I know that probably cooled off a little bit, but it's still, is it a buyer's market or a seller's market right now, Amy? It is a seller's market still. Um, and Newsweek actually uh, uh, had an article out in the last two weeks that said that Lake County is actually one of the markets that will see the 
lowest impact of this uh, housing change that we're going through right now. So what that means is that there are a lot of places in the country that are going to see their values fall drastically. Mm -hmm. That is not the case uh, for Lake County, and that'll be held up uh, in the other other surrounding counties also. So Chicago land, we may not see the downturn that that you know a lot of places are expecting. So that's great news for us. So so you know I guess it would it suffice to say it. You know, with crime or anything else, it's still a beautiful city. It's a nice area to live. There's no doubt about that. Lake County. I mean, you put me up there on the chain of lakes, I'll be happy. Where are the 104,000 people going, though? Where do you see when you sell a home? And I know there's not a lot of people that sell on the scale that you do. Do you get a grasp of where people are leaving and maybe why they're leaving? Oh, of course. So taxes are the number one reason that people leave the state, period, hands down. Um, it used to be weather. So it, up until about 2015, people did leave for the weather. But about 2015, we saw the reasons change to taxes. So they had to, honestly, Tennessee takes a lot of our people. Um, And then Texas, which is actually going to see a major cooling uh, in their values because they've been running hot for many years. So um, those are the the biggest, the two places where we see, you know, the majority or or a good portion of people move. And I would imagine you you throw Florida into the mix as well. Now, um, earlier today I had on uh, Stephen Moore, who worked with the Trump economics team, who talked about inflation rising interest rates, things like that. And, of course, that has uh, hit the home market as well. I, I've heard you say this before, and correct me if I if I mispronounce or get this wrong, but you say to somebody that's maybe a first-time home buyer, somebody that's looking at the house that, that they want and they're scared off by the current situation we're in with mortgage rates, you basically say buy the house, rent the rate. Yeah, we say, we say yeah, you can say that, or you can say date the rate, marry the house. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to change. But here's the thing to consider also. First-time homebuyers, if they're renting, they're paying a 100% interest rate right now. So it, doesn't, it shouldn't matter to them where interest rates are at today, which they're in around the mid-sixes. Um, and so the interest rate shouldn't matter to them as much because right now they're, they're gaining zero equity in their homes. I'm going to sound so, like uh, I'm going to sound like my father here and, and, you know, say when I was a kid, but when I bought my first home, I think, I think my percentage rate was somewhere around 12 with good credit. Okay. And that would have yeah. been, oh, yeah. been mid nineties. Yeah. Mid nineties, somewhere in there. Well, and in the early eighties, you'll have plenty of people who, who are listening right now who will remember the 18s. There will always be people who have to buy and sell regardless of the interest rate. And so, um, you know, you're going to, to buy it and then you're going to refinance it a year or two when interest rates drop. It's just what you're going to do. This is Amy Kite from Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Uh, Amy, tell me, when, when somebody comes to buy a house and, and, you know, used to be back in the day, it's like, you know, points, points, you know, you only pay three points. How do buyers go about and when is it worth buying down your interest rate um yeah so that's a great question that you will literally sit down with the mortgage professional and go over because there is a point where you are better off buying down you know maybe a year or two and potentially three there is such a thing as a three two one buy down Mm -hmm. and there is a two one buy down which means that if today your interest rate was six and a half percent for the first year you could actually drop it to four and a half and then the next year you could drop it to five and a half. And that's paid by the seller. 
And so if somebody's looking to purchase today, instead of asking for a price reduction, you may want to ask for an interest rate buy down. And then that'll help you with that monthly payment, you know, for the next couple of years. And you earlier said that it was a seller's market. So does something like that actually even, I mean, it probably comes across as friendlier to the seller by saying, hey, I don't want to hit you on price, but maybe we can come together here. Well, here's the thing. Right now, we ha- we do have a lack of inventory, right? So still today, we're at about two months worth of inventory, which is quite low. A stable market is considered between five and six months. So we're absolutely in a seller's market. But also, the sellers are having to negotiate today. Their, their time on market is almost up to 50, 50 days, which is high because we have been as low as 19. So now the sellers are negotiating. And so you have to pick and, pick and choose what's most important to you, whether it's that interest rate or whether it is a price reduction. In fact, we've even recommended that sellers offer the reduction in points as opposed to doing a price reduction. And, and you, uh, now you tell, for first time buyers, I know it could be scary. I mean, we've all been there. It's a big deal. Um, what is out there in the way of uh, uh, first time buyer's assistance? Do you have anything like that going on right now? Well, actually, we've got a down payment assistance program. There is a federal down payment assistance program that it isn't just for first-time buyers, okay. though, right? It could be anybody um, where you can get up to 3.5% down uh, for the purchase of a property, and it is forgiven the day after closing. Right on. You know, I, my, my son uh, is, is getting his uh, commercial uh, appraisal broker's license. He's been doing a ton of work and he wants to, he, he envisions himself as a mini Amy kite. He wants to, you know, he wants to get into the time, you know, buying and flipping houses. He's got some skill with that, but is that a, it, it, you know, just like somebody that's going to buy their forever home. Is it a good time to do that sort of thing? To flip? Are you asking me if it's a good time to flip house, yeah. houses right now? Yeah. Um, I would just be really careful. Uh, what I always say when you go to invest in anything, you better have a plan A and a plan B. Okay. So, you but you know, if you want to flip something today, I'd say go ahead, but make certain that you could also rent it in case the value should fall. We aren't anticipating them fall much, but if they do and, you know, you've put a lot of money into it, you could end up losing a little bit of money. So, I always say make certain that you have, all right, if I flip it, this is what I could get. And if I can't flip it, I can at least rent it to buy some time so that the values do go up. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I've worked with you for a long time uh, on, across several radio stations that I've worked at, and, and uh, your expertise is unmatched. And, and you brought a home to me a couple years ago. It was in Geneva, and I drive by that house all the time. And every time I drive by that house, I say to Gina, we should have bought that house. That was a good house to buy. That was a moneymaker because I can do a lot of this work myself. Um, so keep me in mind because, I, you know, I need something to do. I can't fill in on radio all the time, Amy. I got I to gotta build decks and, you know, pour concrete. Right, right. And, and you know, the <laughs> funny thing is I, I offered you that property and you didn't take it. And so we went and bought it ourselves. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe you can sell it, <laughs> sell it back to me at a nice profit. There you go. If somebody <laughs> wants to get a hold of you and, 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 and you know, the, 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 the cool thing, you know, I've, I've I've worked with a lot of people. I, I you know, I adore you. So uh, kind of a personal endorsement, if you will. But if somebody wants to reach out and, and, and find out about your expertise and maybe they want to get to a warmer state or maybe they know somebody that's buying, how do we find you? Yeah, so they can reach us at 847-877-9881 or amywillsellyourhome.com. 
amywillsellyourhome.com. And yes. And if anybody has a question about that down payment assistance program, there are not many people out there who have this program. They can reach out to uh, to us, and we can connect them to the lender who's got that uh, down payment assistance. And, and and you you can do it soup to nuts right there in house too, right? You're you're if I'm not mistaken, can we talk about your uh, mortgage uh, uh, business as well? Yeah. So that is we got into this because we wanted to be able to offer you know, everything in-house as much as we could to create a better customer experience. And so that's how we ended up in the mortgage business. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm not licensed, mm-hmm. um, but we hired, you know, fan, a fantastic guy who runs that. And one of our first pieces of business was with him was go find us a down payment assistance program. Right we want that for people. And, uh, and he was able to find one that as we talked to all these other people, all these other lenders, all they could provide us was Ida, which, you know, runs out of money, blah, blah, blah. So he was able to, prov- to find this program. And so it's something that's been great for, for buyers because a lot of people have gone through their down payment, um, you know, through COVID, lost their job maybe, whatever. And so down payments have disappeared. So that's how we thought we could actually help more people. Amy, we'll sell your home.com. Always good to hear your expertise. And it's good to hear that, uh, with as many people leaving this state, your house is still worth something because that means a lot to a lot of people. Yes, sure always, does. Always good to talk to you. Have a good day, Amy. Thanks, Ray. Amy Kite, Amy will sell your home.com, and Amy joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line. On the way, uh, who is Shia Rachik? And kids, if you're going to steal a car in Chicagoland, could you please at least have a license? Details on the way on AM560, Chicago's Morning Answer. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. All right, kids, here's a pro tip. If you are going to uh, go to Elmhurst and steal a car from a Kia dealership, you have to be legal age to drive. A 13-year-old Chicago boy will remain locked up. How about that? Chicago actually is going to keep somebody locked up until his uh, next court appearance for allegedly stealing a vehicle from a suburban dealership, leading police uh, yesterday morning on a a high-speed chase with the uh, Elmhurst Police Department uh, in tow. He uh, took off with a 2020 Kia Forte. Is that the Kia Challenge? Is that the car that kids were uh, being able to steal uh, by using some kind of a USB or something in the uh, ignition? Either way... Um, you know, 13, where's his parents? Where's his mom and dad? I don't know. Crazy world we live in. You know, as a father of uh, two beautiful young ladies, um, the social expectance for what they look like and what they have to feel like and the things that social media have done to young women is unbelievable. There's a new thing called bucko cheek fat removal. And this is a new fad where you get the fat taken out of your cheeks. I've already had it done. I think I look fantastic. Um, but it's just another one of those things that women don't need to do. I mean, y'all, we live in a Kardashian world where you need to get butt implants. You need to get your lips injected. And now, with all of that, you have to get the fat taken out of your cheeks. And, uh, and this is why, because these social media influencers on the TikTok, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, mostly on the Twitter, say, uh, it's nothing. Look at me. Look how I look. Oh, am I fancy. 
Last year, I had a little bit less than half of each of the buckle fat pads and my cheek removed. I made this video about it that went viral, and then I even did an interview with the Wall Street Journal about my experience. What I'm reading on TikTok, what I'm reading on the news, it's the same thing that my friends were like asking me before I got this procedure. The number one concern that I heard was, well, what if it makes you look older? And I remember thinking, so what if it does? Is that a bad thing? You know what's amazing to me is not really once in the body of that 29-minute segment did she say, like, like, is it going to make me like look older? But no, it works the cheek pads. My idea of beauty isn't necessarily tied to looking youthful. There's folks who will look naturally young, and they are beautiful. And likewise, there's folks who will look naturally a little bit older than they are, and they're beautiful too. My point being is that there's not one subscription of beauty that you need to have. You know, it's like that old John Mayer song, you know, daddies be good to your daughters uh, and, you know, teach them well. Make them have a, a self-feel and a worth that uh, doesn't necessarily have them think they need to put these fillers and these plumpers and these reductions and everything else. I mean, my God, you know, it's amazing to me. I remember when... When, when I remember when when I was a kid, you know, women would do tweezer eyebrows and they put a little pencil in them. But now these eyebrows look like somebody took some caterpillars and stuck them right on your face. You got the big eyebrows, you got the bucko fat taken out of the cheeks, you got the injunctions in the lips, you got them in the butt, and uh, you're doing those cool little TikTok videos. Oh, that's another big thing this morning. The Biden administration has come out with: if you have a device that is owned by the U.S. government, you can't have TikTok on it. So uh, I don't know what that means for Hunter Biden and the laptop, but, uh, you know, they're cracking down on uh, on the high tech in the uh, Biden administration. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out more about what they're going to do with Southwest Airlines and all that uh, debacle uh, this time tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.